Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business, but without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. Hi there. So, uh, many small business owners openly describe themselves as being not very good at process or not process-oriented. The funny thing is, when we dig into what they do on a day-to-day basis, we often discover that they most certainly do have their own processes and that they're constantly looking for ways to improve and simplify these. So perhaps the issue isn't about being process-oriented, it's about communication, and perhaps that's an easier skill to learn. This is our topic for today's episode of De-Stress Your Business. So let's dig in. So Paddy, you've recently been reading Process by Mike Patton and Lisa Gonzalez, Uh, I know it's not your favorite book on how to approach process, but they've done a a great job of explaining of why it's important. Could you share how they approach the subject of whether or not people are process oriented? Yeah, cool. So this is the the new book from the uh, EOS team. uh, EOS um, is also uh, the people responsible for Traction, which is one of our our favorite books ever. It's a fantastic business book uh, and talks about a lot of the the concepts that we we talk about too. Um, And I've been reading process and the first section which goes into uh, why it's important is fantastic. The latter part of the book I've got some questions about. I would suggest some different approaches, but the start is good. And what I loved um, was when they picked up on a few myths of uh, why people and business leaders don't um, don't go into doing process. And one of them, one of these myths is this kind of self belief that you are not a process person, that it's not something uh, you can do, that there are other people with this magical talent, um, and you would not have any idea where to where to start, and it's not worth even kind of opening it up. And the way they bring this to life is to basically say, look, it's it's built into human nature. Human nature mm-hmm. is about experimenting, learning things that work, finding out things that don't work, and adapting your approach accordingly. And they take it back to our earliest ancestors, the cavemen and so on. They stopped uh, doing dangerous things like eating poisonous berries, which would result in people getting sick or dying, and keep doing what to keep them alive, like sleep, sleeping together in protected shelters. And over time, they would make further improvements to the processes and learn how to make fires and so on. And those that became good at mastering the skills and applying them and sharing them with the people around them, well, they, they had better, uh, less stressful lives. And the same, you know, this... this Obviously, it's a while ago. Most of you probably don't remember being that cave person, uh, not eating those berries. Uh, some of you may still be eating poisonous berries. I, I would recommend against it. Um, but when we look at you know uh, the modern day business owner, we can see the same behaviors happening. And again, the book has a great example. It's it's the founder who's basically working out how to make their business work. And they come into it with a, a lot of passion and they say that you know, the grit, talent. Uh, they also mention abject fear, which I can definitely relate to, and make it work. And then they, they go out and you end up having to talk to your customers. And on those conversations, um, you will try to communicate what you do. You'll try to mm. uh, essentially get their feedback and, sh- and sell your product. And over time, you'll, you'll see things at work. 
And you'll see when they start nodding or smiling. You'll see when they give you money. You'll see the bits where they frown and where they uh, become disengaged, where they don't end up paying. And you adapt your approach accordingly. So the things that make them smile, you go, I'm going to repeat that. That that joke, that really landed. Uh, hopefully they won't just be nice. That time that they're frowning, okay, let's not do that again. And you are basically adapting your process. And that, that's what being process-oriented is all about. It's about striving to find a repeatable process that works and then continuing to look for ways to improve it and simplify it. And that's what you have to do as a business owner when you are talking and working with customers. And it's what you have to do with every other area of your business. So if we look at operations or anything else, you're basically going, looking at when mistakes happen and go, I don't want that to happen again. And looking at when good things are happening and say, I want that to happen again. And you do your best to make that uh, to to make that happen. And if you're going to have any level of success, it, it is that being process-oriented and applying those processes that, that leads to that success. Yeah, nice. And, uh, and of course, in every other aspect of our life, although, as you say, uh, not, uh, we're no, no longer living in caves and uh, in eating poisonous berries, um, but uh, every every aspect of our life, there are areas where we are um, uh, essentially either following or creating processes to get us consistent results, right? Like right down whether it's um, making your dinner in the evening and whether you follow a recipe that's a process from someone else or whether it's a process that you were taught by perhaps a family member or something that you've invented and you do in a particular way. And as you say, you iterate on it right through to making a cup of tea or coffee. There's a particular series of things that you do that you know works to get you that consistent result uh, in your life. It doesn't have to be a, a full on, you know, Lego or Ikea furniture uh, how to manual <laughs> for it to for it to represent a process. So so. Uh, if we accept that in every in every human's life there are processes all over the place and actually most of the time we don't rail against that like whether it's you know say making a cup of tea or whatever or as you say uh, uh making a sale so what's the so what's the issue then what what's the what's the challenge that that comes up here so yeah you're right it's a, <laughs> how do you make those things that work terribly uh not happen again um really it's then in a business about how do you because if it happens to you if you see that you have a bad conversation you learn it and it goes in your mind and sometimes you talk to business leaders and they just say ah it's all trapped in my head because there is a process there is a hundred different best practices there are things you do and don't do but it's it's stuck in your head and you're kind of wondering how to get it out so the real issue here isn't around not having any kind of process it's about understanding how to scale it up from one person, I, your head, up to more people. How are you going to communicate it and how are you going to make sure that less experienced team members can deliver it to the same quality as you every time or at least a good enough quality? Now, ironically, most business owners will go, I'm not you know, process-oriented, that's something I can't do, and they imagine kind of people going off to university for five years to study flowcharts, um, but but they've got a process and they actually know what works and they're able to repeat it and they're able to self-optimize mm -hmm. it. So they, they can do that. The area that they think they can do is they think they're a great communicator and that they're, they're wonderful at, at sharing how to do things because actually what they do all day long is often going out and communicating with their, with their customers. Um, so the irony is, is, is actually that's, that's often the weak point. It's about how you 
communicate it to other team members and get them to understand the steps involved and mm. put in the right measures, which may be instructions or different checks to make sure you do get the same quality every time. The standard approach is to go, well, I, I talk to, to customers and that seems to work brilliantly. I'm, I'm a great talker. So I'm going to share share how I do things in a meeting with my new employee. Uh, I'll explain all the little details and, you know, that's, that's fine. They'll, they'll get it. Reality, that never works. Mm. The, uh, you, you often forget half of the important steps because you haven't realized quite how important they were. A load of the details are going to be uh, forgotten. It's uh, often compare it to going to university and going to a, going to a lecture. You don't come out of a lecture remembering every little detail that's happened. You remember that it's important, for example, to have a conversation with the customer. And you may remember one or two other things, but you don't carry all of that across. No. So there is a process of how to do that. And the business leaders um, wants to be able to communicate it. But that's that's kind of the weak point in the in the uh, in the process of rolling out and scaling up processes. Yeah, nice. And I think, um, as you say, like, in, in, if we phrase it instead as a communication challenge, and look at what do we do in other areas of our life, perhaps with with these processes, like for a, for a super simple process, like making a hot drink, the way in which we communicate to someone who already knows how to make a hot drink is as simple as, oh, tea, milk, one sugar or whatever. And we assume that because they have enough knowledge about how to make the tea part, that the water needs to be boiling. <laughs> or, the, you know, when I say one sugar, that's a teaspoon of sugar, not, <laughs> you know, a handful or whatever. Like, there's a lot of assumed knowledge. And that's okay, because it's a simple process. Uh, the impact of getting it wrong is very low. Um, and that most people are, are experienced in, in that area and, and that we don't need to uh, 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 rely on uh, giving them a load of training. But I guess if we equate it to some personal examples like, um, for example, doing some IKEA furniture, imagine if, uh, or any kind of flat back furniture, other brands are available, but you know, Paddy lives in Sweden, so we've got to, <laughs> got to at some point get some uh, brand recognition in, uh, perhaps they could sponsor. Um, but uh, like how, how crazy would it be if instead of a detailed booklet with each individual step outlined, with each individual bolt and so on positioned and so on, if instead you just watched a video of someone else putting it together, like, you know, just a, a video sat over there, it's like, yeah, watch me, I'll just put it together. And of course, same for, you know, cooking. We have recipes in books with, you know, or online with checklists of do this, then this, then this. And of course, there are videos for, okay, here's how to make, you know, follow this recipe and, and TV cook shows. But they spend a long time before hitting record coming up with what are the steps? How do we make this clear? What are the things that people need to know? If you just hit record on, you know, uh, a member of your family cooking a dish and just go, yeah, 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 just, you know, teach me how this is done they're not necessarily going to know all the questions and, and think all of the steps that you need to have. So things, I think we take, we take for granted that in our personal lives, we're pretty used to what does work in terms of communicating uh, some of these, these processes and, and passing on that information, as you say, scaling it. Um, but in a business context, I think people often lose it. So what, what's, the, what's the solution? What should business leaders do to kind of address this? 
Uh, I love the uh, the IKEA example. I think you're kind by giving them a um, a video to watch. The the way that most business uh, owners, leaders would do that would be to describe it briefly, uh, and they're, they're busy. So you know, 15 minutes in in his description, and then off you off you go. Uh, don't forget that step. So. What do we need to do? We, we really want to find effective ways to communicate it and avoid mistakes occurring. And just sharing it verbally is normally bad unless they have so much uh, kind of context. You know, they've um, made a cup of tea a hundred times. So making a green tea rather than a black tea is something they're going to deal with. It's like, okay, I take a different tea bag, job done. Uh, don't put the milk in this time. Ah, you know, they'll learn. It'll, it'll get right the second time. It's okay. But for more complicated things, we, we need to find that effective way of communicating. And there are different ways of doing this. But one of the easiest ways uh, that, that we found is to document it. And you document the key steps. Mm. Uh, we can nicely uh, use the analogy of basically writing out the recipe for a... Uh, for, I'm going to choose a curry. I make a lot of curries. Um, I cook a lot for my family. I love cooking, but I follow the recipe uh, every time and I get consistent results uh, as a result. And so I need the the key steps of um, put these ingredients in at this time and so on. And initially, you're just looking for those high level steps because it needs to be, it still wants to be quick to communicate and it needs to be clear. Um, Recipe books are just great examples of how they do it because they're, they're you're so used to the format um, that they're normally done in the same way. They're, they're written as simple checklists, basically, which is essentially what we're trying to do um, in our businesses. And then when you need additional detail, when people are likely to um, make a mistake, then you, you can add it in. Um, and so it might be... <laughs> after I annotate my own recipes where where it wasn't clear that you had to create a big ball of curry paste and you're only going to put half of it in it at one time. It says, add the curry paste. And you go, whoop, oh, okay, it's in the pot. Take the other half of the curry paste. Oh, oh, oh no. So <laughs> you can add the additional detail where it's needed to avoid uh, the mistakes. Again, you're trying to do it in a lightweight way. What you're not trying to do is imagine that they have no idea how to put a kettle on, no idea how to turn the oven on. You don't need it too granular. You just have to go, here are the common places where I'm pretty certain you will forget if you if you don't have those guidance. Mm. And then you're going to test it. And same thing with the recipe book. People do not write out recipes mm. and then publish the book. That doesn't yeah. happen. You can guarantee, yeah, you know, firstly, they will test it themselves to make sure, did I do everything? Oh no, I forgot to put in the most, you know, the chili in the curry. And then they will ask other people to try and follow the recipe to make sure the instructions they've written mm. are clear and easy and get to the same results. And then they're probably going to taste their one and taste the other one and go, Oh, that's, that's not quite right. What happened here? And so that you need to do the same in the business. The one thing you can guarantee is that it won't come out perfect. It won't be easy to follow the, the first time. So you just need to put that little check in. And it, it doesn't take a huge amount of time to test it. It will save you a huge amount of time in the long term. But that's what you do. You, you test it. And then you iterate and tweak. And over time, you, you're going to find uh, other issues, other mistakes, other opportunities to make it better. Let's say back to the sales call. Um, 
initially you might be giving that the high level kind of a agenda of making sure you start by asking the agenda making sure you start by building rapport that's a really mm. important step that you don't want to miss making sure you uh, spend a lot of time on the customer needs before going on to selling what your product is. So it starts off high level. And then you notice some of the details. Oh, they forgot to ask the uh, the person they're selling to whether or not they could record the screen. So I could re uh, review it later. So make sure you always do that. And that's also a legal requirement. Let's make sure that happens. Um, people are still not building rapport. So I'm going to add a little explanation of why it's so important to spend a few minutes doing that before the before the start. And then over time, you might go, okay, it's a hundred times better. I'm now getting pretty good results, but there's still opportunities to improve it. So now I'm going to build in a, a step for me to review some of those calls and give feedback. Or I'm going to add in a step to give a bit of coaching um, up front because it's quite, quite advanced. And for a new joiner, they need a little bit of support before they get started on that, that recipe. It's a bit like... Um, going into working at a, a restaurant. They will have recipes for how to make everything, but you're probably going to need some um, training, perhaps to get up to speed on how to chop onions fast enough to even keep keep pace. Um, and so you, you build it up over time. But you'll start with just, how do I start communicating it and and, and deliver it up? And it's, it's this, it's this challenge of communicating, then going, okay, there are mistakes happening. People are frowning instead of being happy. I'm not getting the results I want. And instead of it going into my head as something I don't do next time, what's the tweak that I make to make sure it doesn't happen for everyone else next time? Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I think um, uh, the the extent to which that needs to happen, of course, then varies based on the complexity of what needs to be done. You know, a little bit like the example of making a cup of tea versus a recipe to cook dinner for you know you or your family versus say um, if you were cooking for two hundred people, um, or that if you were cooking three courses or five or eleven or whatever. Or and I, and I think that's um, uh, it's important you know, in the in the in the business context having you know the more steps you have the the more tricky that some of those uh, steps are or the more skill they rely upon or the um, uh, the longer elapsed time of completing the process. You know, with with a recipe, generally you're doing it all in one sitting, um, or or, uh, or possibly a load of it, and then cool something overnight, and the following morning you pick it up. But like typically, it's not something like doing your statutory accounts at the end of the year, where that might span over weeks, um, and keeping track of what has or hasn't been done. Uh, is is tricky and there may be multiple people involved and all that kind of stuff so I think as the complexity goes up as you say the the importance of having that that clarity on what are the high level steps adding the detail where needed and then as you say test and iterate to make sure that it works for people um, means that essentially it's a you're overcoming a communication challenge rather than thinking oh yeah I'm becoming process oriented yeah and you start small and then pick it up so with the the communication, it's not going to work. Let's say you've got that difficult accounting process that goes over a month. Don't, you know, try to explain everything uh, at, at once. Just pick a small part where you can communicate it and start mm. handing that over. And you just kind of pick at the problem slowly but surely um, so that you can delegate those tasks uh, individually. And over time, you will uh, become 
<laughs> become not just process oriented because you already were, but you'll be someone who uh, says that they are good at processes too. And yeah. wow, that is a game changer. Agreed. And I think if, if people want to see some best practice on this to kind of really bring it to life, I'd highly recommend they check out um, you know what we're doing at airmanual.co or a range of call or something because um, I think that you know we take something like a recipe book for making a meal and one of the uh, frustrations I often have is lack of pictures lack of detail you know there's like some steps in there and then I turn over the page and it's on to the next recipe and one of the things that I think that we've done really well in and, and has been really important for us with our businesses is having checklists where the detail can be hidden easily so it's not scary and that you've got the high level steps and then can dig in where appropriate and i think it's useful that people kind of see what what good looks like in that in that regard because i think if you're not used to it um your assumption on what good checklists and process documentation and so on looks like uh is 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 going to be limited so i think that's good cool excellent uh so um we uh have got um uh, we've we've covered a lot on uh, in this session. We'll make sure that in subsequent episodes we cover uh, uh, more on uh, some of these uh, these areas of how you can communicate processes and exactly how you can do some of that documentation and those testing and so on. Um, but uh, what I would highly recommend is that people uh, attend our uh, webinar on the topic of how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. Because in that webinar, we actually do go deep into exactly how you can very easily, as a business leader, communicate even complex tasks to hand them over to other people in the team and free up loads of your time and do so in a, in a way that's not stressful and so on. Um, Typically, they're, they're every Wednesday at 1 p.m. UK time, but uh, I think the next one's on a Thursday, and you can find out more and register for the next one at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And a final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, we do need your help. If you found the content today valuable, please just take one minute to leave an honest review. Uh, this will help the podcast get more visibility and, help, uh, and enable us to help more people. And if you're on social media, please do uh, like, subscribe, uh, share, comment, etc. We really, really do appreciate it when we when we see those. And thank you uh, to people who have done so uh, recently. Uh, Chris, uh, one of our customers over at Harlequin CPS. Yep, I saw yours. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, and there's been numerous other ones as well, including Adam and uh, Alpha and so on. So thank you, thank you so much for it. We really, really appreciate it. Otherwise, until next time, have fun. <laughs>